It's hour number two on Friday, the 21st of October. And we have Ann Morrison from Twiland, T-W-I-L-A-N-D.info. And you've got a list of a lot of things to cover. What do you want to do first? Is it terrorism or radiation? Because I looked at your radiation list and you only have Radcon, uh, two stations of concern. You have uh, some really interesting new stuff on the biosecurity. Uh, the terrorism is interesting because, of course, we have the Russian Navy weapon past uh, the cliffs of Dover. And uh, climate change, uh, what would you like to cover first? Well, I want to talk about this this massive uh, DNS outage that occurred today. Uh, Deni- <clears throat> the level. De- yeah, DNS meaning denial of service. And it occurred in a giant chunk of the eastern seaboard. I saw on a hotspot on the map where there's some area around, I think, Houston that seemed to be out, or, or at least partially out, too. What do you think was the cause of it? What, who did this? Because it affected a lot of different services. No, they think it was just hackers. They don't think it was a massive cyber attack from Russia or China or state-sponsored hackers. The other thing that can happen, too, is not just a... It could be a sun-sponsored attack from a coronal uh, mass ejection. And unfortunately, I noticed also in your notes here, you notice that there there is a coronal hole pointing directly at us. It's almost like a, a guy with a shotgun on a spinning platform with a blindfold on. Unfortunately, he's holding the shotgun at a shoulder height and aiming it directly at us, about to pull the trigger. And that's what the sun's doing right now. It's it's kind of scary because that dark coronal hole is pointing directly at Earth. And if, in fact, there is a coronal mass ejection that occurs with the right timing, it can hit us in less than eight minutes, and it can cause some pretty nasty stuff. Uh, and, of course, the, the sequence is, uh, the first thing that hits is, of course, ultraviolet light. Then uh, the, uh, the plasma... And then finally charged particles, and they come in different periods of time that can take minutes or hours. Um, you know, you know, people need to understand that the Internet is, is pretty jammed right now. It's not surprising. It should probably be falling, failing more. And cyber attacks and DNS services occur, including by not only hackers, but by the no such agency I call the NSA. So who do you think did it? Do you think it was just hackers that kind of screwed it up, or what happened? Well, apparently there were two different... Uh, attacks. One of them occurred about seven. Well, my time about seven ten. Well, maybe eight ten this morning. And then uh, there was another one. Actually, it's supposed to be going on right now. And uh, they're still trying to. The DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, is looking into it. The FBI has no comment on it. Right. But they don't. Uh, you know, they're just they're just looking right now. It's a it's a nuisance for anybody who uses Twitter or uh, listens to music uh, over their yeah, smartphones. I mean, like Spotify, and, and it was affected, I heard. Right. And, and Twitter. So it, it doesn't seem like it's going after any particular business. It's just, it's just being a nuisance to people who are carrying smartphones. You think that, anyway. that sometimes the hacktivists get off on just the idea of power tripping to shut it down, or do you think it's a combination of... Uh, just the data pipes are just across and reach a level where they kind of go bloop and then shuts off. What do you think happened? Oh, no, no, they seem to think it's a hack because it's a denial of service. So maybe they're just uh, trying to shut down Donald Trump's uh, Twitter account. So they figured, well, we'll shut the whole damn thing down. How's that? I'm just being funny. Well, that might be an idea. That would be one way to do it. And and certainly uh, the government would have have ways of doing that. Plausible deniability, right? Yeah, what did uh, what did the other candidate say? She said, uh, "Well, this is after the Alfred P. Uh, uh, Alfred uh, E. Uh, dinner, yeah, Smith dinner, 
where they're trying to go poke fun at each other. It's the one of the few times where they actually become pleasant to each other, and it's not a uh, I call a mud fest. Well, she said, "Can't we just drone this guy?" <laughs> you know, she's 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 got a lot of weapons at her disposal, so I wouldn't be out of uh, balance. Well, actually, she actually threatened to drone in 2010, Julian Assange. So. Uh, I don't think you should underestimate the, uh, I call the Hilda Beast. And uh, no. I don't think we should under either estimate, underestimate Donald Trump. He wears level three body armor all the time. He has a private security force that, to me, is more uh, up to the job than so-called our secret service. And, in fact, they stopped this uh, dead, you know, historically dead FBI agent with a Glock that had no numbers on it. They weren't filed off. They weren't even on there in the first place, which means this is directly uh, guns that were given to them that were manufactured for the FBI and the CIA because they never had numbers on them. They never were traceable. And the fact that the man was dead for, I think, something like four or five years, supposedly, uh, this is basically a paid assassin inside one of these government agencies that they grabbed. And, of course, the news media tried to spin it this a few months ago, that it was a, a off-duty cop that wandered over to the Trump plaza and he was doing this and that. No, no. the, the Trump is is a wily guy that deals with very nasty people around the world. And he's fully aware of just how nasty the Democrats are, especially now after Project Veritas says that they like to stir up things, including I saw the picture of the cop that had his balding head bleeding like crazy in Chicago because somebody crashed him on the top of the head while they're trying to incite violence. So this is not funny. It's dangerous. It's a criminal activity. And uh, it's not okay. Just like, uh, you know... John Kerry calls for the cutting off of the internet to Julian Assange, and the British government thinks it's real funny to cut off the funds for the banks. Royal Bank, I think, of Scotland for a Russian TV in Britain. Well, the uh, Russians decided to cut off uh, some funding, I think, for some British broadcasting. So, you know, the fact that they're waving to the Brits as they go past the uh, White Cliffs of Dover. It should make the uh, Brits have a little bit of a shiver down their spine that they're messing with a nation that can turn them to sawdust. And they should stop trying to challenge Russia because I heard stupid comments by some of the broadcasters thinking, well, we can cyber attack them, really. Uh, three types of cyber attacks are really could be acts of war. Shutting down their financial system, which we talked about the SWIFT financial transaction system. Shutting down their power grid system, which can be hacked into. And number three setting off a call, an alarm system that could indicate that we're doing a launch on command sequence against Russia, and somebody somewhere may have too much vodka the previous night and decide to hit the, the launch sequence. So, you know, I, I just, I'm appalled at the idiocy of broadcasters, including people like uh, uh, Chris Wallace, who otherwise did a good job, who's enraged at the idea will be a smooth transition to power. There's not going to be a transition of power to Hillary Clinton. As I said yesterday, and I had to cut off one of our listeners because he thought he knew better than Dr. Deagle. And I have there's times when I have to just kind of get my high horse and say, no, you don't. And I'm going to give you the specific bullet points of what we need to do to make certain because if Hillary comes in, it's the end of America. This is not We're not going to get another chance in 2020. It's over. There'll be so many millions of so-called pseudo-Democrats here. There'll be so many uh, in the gruel classes that collapse the economy. We'll have martial law and drones flying everywhere. It'll be disgusting. And it'll be the end of America. So, no, we're never going to accept Hillary or her cohorts that are globalists. It's not going to happen. Okay, I'd like to uh, turn to the Russian carrier fleet that's heading down uh, towards the English Channel. Good. Uh, let's yeah. talk about Tell us all about it, because I think Mr. Putin is reasserting the fact 
that, you know, like uh, Arnold says, yes, indeed, we're back. We are back we're now. Back. This is uh, We have the reemergence of the Soviet Union now, Mother Russia is now back, and you must pay attention. We are now a superpower again. Have a nice day, Britain. Have a nice day, Americanskis. Okay. Well, their their fleet, and they have eight ships in it, uh, their task group or task force, has uh, it left uh, from their Russian port and in the Arctic uh, Ocean. And uh, then it came down, and it, it did some practice runs, just north of Scotland, and right. of course the British were looking at that, and also the other uh, Finland and and uh, Norway and uh, Netherlands and Denmark. They all had their boats out there, their ships out there, uh, uh, watching what was going on, and that's that's part of the North Sea. Now they were wondering whether they were whether the Russian fleet was going to go down on the west side of Ireland or through the English Channel. Now, the English Channel at its narrowest part is only 19 miles. Yeah. So that means that uh, the Russian ships are going to be at one place uh, within one mile of the English coast. So that uh, has, um, that has people uh, concerned, and they're going to have... Uh, Eight vessels that will do that, the flagship and uh, seven additional vessels. And um, the British warships have already been scrambled by the Navy to navigate the fleet past the uh, United Kingdom. And uh, so uh, they have started that move. There was some talk that because of the weather, they didn't want to get out in the Atlantic. They just right. wanted to uh, go down through the English Channel, which happens to be a an open waterway. Right. And <clears throat> international waters, uh, in other words. International waters, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, of course, there are people in Britain who are saying that <laughs> saying that Russia is up to no good, and Russia has right. accused accused them of Russophobic hysteria. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this Russophobic hysteria is the attempt to convert Europe into Fortress Europe by saying the only way we can counter Russia is we have a Fortress Europe where you give up your sovereignty. We had yesterday on the show Leo Lanzagami, and these maniacs are trying to push legislation that will handle the last shreds of sovereignty of of the uh, nation of of Italy. Remember, Italy is the next nation in terms of economic power and population right after Germany. And uh, the Italians aren't going to go for it. They realize that the policies of the globalists bringing this Hiraj of Muslims, the policies of a of a uh, sanctions against Russia are hurting the economies of France, Germany, Italy, and Bulgaria, etc. It's just stupid, and it's not serving any positive purpose to have the. They should be a natural alliance with Europe. It should be a natural alliance with America, especially to get rid of ISIS, and where we have common goals. Just like Donald Trump says, he's not a puppet of Putin. He doesn't know him. He's never met him. So when I hear these shrill comments that it's Russia trying to manipulate our elections, yeah, I, I just want to get sick. I mean, I just can't believe that they'll stoop to the idea of making ridiculous, unfounded statements. And there's apparently 17 U.S. agencies have made this ridiculous, unfounded statement that Putin is manipulating because his hacktivists in the Soviet Union now, I call the reemergence of the Soviet Union, are somehow trying to manipulate the election to make Donald Trump their puppet. What a pile of crap. And it's disgusting. Yes. Disgusting. Well, last week Russia moved a nuclear 
capable uh, ballistic missile into one of its regions on the Baltic Sea, and yeah. that uh, and that disturbed Poland and Estonia. Yeah. Now, let me tell you what's happening. We have we have the Russian fleet of six warships, a submarine, and three support ships are sailing towards the North Sea. Well, they're they're now sailing towards the English Channel. We have a, a Norwegian frigate uh, out in the North Sea, and we have uh, the U, the British uh, Richmond destroyer out in the in the in the North Sea. Right. In addition, there are six NATO warships heading to intercept the Russian fleet. But we intercept, uh, they certainly aren't going to stop them or, or get in their way. Because the Russians have weapon systems on board that can take all of the ships of the British Navy and the American Navy and Canadian and Norwegian and turn them into shattered fragments and all of their, sta- all of their people on board will be sucking up water as they finally drown in the North Sea or the English Channel or down further south. So Russia doesn't want a war. And in fact, what they're doing in Aleppo is to clean up the mess that we made because we supported Turkey and ISIS and a, a regime change which is totally illegal and unreasonable. The idea that Assad, who is a eye doctor, has got almost 90-some percent of the population totally behind him, and we're supporting ISIS and al-Qaeda and al-Nursa, it's disgusting. And Russia's going to clean it up, and this movement of ships in force is basically saying, you've set up no-fly zone, you take a Russian jet, we turn off your power, America, have a nice day. And if they don't think that we're going to hit what's called a weapon of indignation and shut off our power, we're fools. And we have this idiot Obama and comments by Hillary Clinton that are very provocative that could literally in days get us into World War III. And Russia doesn't want to do this. But we're going to push them to the point where they're going to have to do something if we keep on interfering with them. Supporting a a duly elected regime, which is Mr. Assad, and cleaning up the mess that we made because we supported these terrorists. It's just disgusting. Well, okay. Um, this this uh, fleet that's coming down towards the English Channel is uh, is being met with uh, the UK uh, with a UK uh, Navy frigate and destroyer, and they're heading north from the English Channel into the North Sea. Now, in addition, what Russia has done is they've pulled two Russian corvettes out of the Mediterranean Sea, and they're moving north from Portugal towards the English Channel. So in other words, in other words there's, a, there's actually like a game of chicken occurring just south of the English Channel as these Russian ships are moving up. So the British are trying to do a show of force. You see my muscles, I see your muscles. We both have muscles. Are they going to do anything? Of course not. The British are not that stupid. Okay, and uh, so it, it's, uh, it's, you know, the the the, the the lead ship of the Russians has been known to break down and have to be escorted back to port to be fixed. Which and one are you I'm talking thinking, about? The carrier Kuznetsov? Is that the one yes. you're referring to? Yeah. Kuznetsov. Yeah. Yes. And uh, if it should break down in the English Channel, I just wonder if that would block the English Channel. I don't think it would block it because it's 19 miles across, but it would kind of make people kind of be nervous. Because it's armed to the teeth with some of the most advanced weapon systems on the planet. Um, Russia basically has modernized their strategic anti-missile systems, S-400. They're on-ship hypersonic cruise missiles, the Akans hypersonic uh, torpedo that can go at uh, 
uh, roughly 500 miles an hour underground because it's actually going through the exhaust jet, forward exhaust jet of the of this underground uh, high-speed torpedo. It can travel faster than anything ever designed by many times. Uh, we don't have any defense against any of these systems, and the idea that we're going to engage them in any kind of military force is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. We would take decades to catch up to what the Russians have done. That's why they're talking about canceling the carriers, which I've talked about for three or four years, because I got information from the Navy here and talked to Tim Alexander, that the Navy here finally got the idea that maybe building giant carriers at half a, a uh, trillion dollars or something ridiculous uh, is not a smart thing to do. You need smaller, more mobile ships, and you need advanced lasers and Tesla weapons, which are far more advanced than the phalanx, which is developed at Orlicon Industries in Quebec, Canada, on all the Navy ships for Canada, the United States, and Britain. These high-speed uh, phalanx anti-missile, anti-aircraft systems are inadequate when you're dealing with Mach 9 to Mach 10 weapon systems and uh, hypersonic cruise missiles that can actually, uh, you know, totally evade your uh, anti-missile system. So, you know, they're finally getting the message, but it's it's... Our, our procurement program for our military is so inadequate and corrupt. We cost 20 times more than it should be, and we make stupid decisions because we don't want flash like a giant carrier when it will be a sitting duck in the ocean. It's just stupid. And unfortunately, when you get in a real shooting where you better have good equipment and preparation or you're going to die. Well, this is going to be the first combat operation for a Russian uh, aircraft carrier the uh, Kuznetsov, and uh, the Russian Navy's permanent presence in the Mediterranean Sea began in 2013, which was, what, three years ago? Right. And includes 10 or more warships on average, Uh, and they are deployed on a rotation basis from the North and Black Sea fleets, which have to come into the Mediterranean through the Bosphorus, which is between Greece and Turkey. Right. Now, uh, Russia and Turkey, when Turkey shot down a Russian jet, uh, that access to the Bosphorus was in jeopardy. But um, I guess uh, Russia has forgiven the, the Turks for doing that, and the Turks right. have uh, asked for forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, they both shake hands and realize that they don't want to turn this war, which uh, Putin has guaranteed Mr. Erdogan, he could turn this war against uh, Syria and Russia into Stalingrad. So they need to take the Russians seriously. Remember, the Russian people are a hybrid between Vikings, the Viking, Eastern Vikings, we call them, east of Finland, uh, and Mongols, the two of the most aggressive and warrior-like people on the planet. And if you really think that the Russians have ever been defeated in warfare, you have to go and research your history. They've never been defeated. And they need to realize, people need to start grasping that. And the Russians have retooled their military every year for the past... 20-some years since Glasnost and Perestroika, where they get rid of their vodka-drinking, useless leaders. Putin doesn't drink. And they're on the march. The Russian Empire is re-emerging, like Peter the Great said 500 years ago, uh, and it will control all the way from the Bosporus all the way to the Indian Ocean. Soon. Russia wants to command the Atlantic Ocean... You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Statmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. 
Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high-fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at NumanaRepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N. N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. While the large majority of Americans have never heard of cryptocurrency, it is the medium of exchange of the future that has already begun. On the other hand, the large majority of RBN listeners are very aware of the corruption within the Fed and the trillions in counterfeit money and credit it has created. Well, would you like to do something about this? OneCoin, the fastest growing company of any kind in world history, will pay you to help do away with the Federal Reserve. Henry Ford didn't invent the automobile, but he surely developed many great improvements in the industry. In 1927, talking pictures made silent movies obsolete overnight, and email has practically done away with the need for fax machine. With cryptocurrency, Bitcoin became the pioneer in 2009. But now OneCoin, as the first ever gold-backed cryptocurrency, has moved to the top of the industry in only two years, and its impact on the financial world could be devastating to the Fed. Bill Gates and Richard Branson and all the jillionaires are already acknowledging that this system of paying for goods and services is becoming what will be recognized as the new worldwide reserve currency. For more information, call Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. Again, that's Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. IRA and 401k account holders. Are you crossing your fingers for the stock market to continue its bull run or hoping for a miracle to pay off our $19 trillion national debt? American Bullion wants you to think for a moment. If we go through another significant stock market correction and things begin to unravel, you could suffer some serious losses. On the other hand, gold is a proven long-term asset that could hedge and protect your retirement accounts from getting washed away. Call American Bullion now and let them show you how easy it is to transfer your existing IRA or roll over your 401k into a gold IRA. American Bullion has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and is a leader in gold IRAs. With just one call, their experts can explain everything there is to know and get you started with a free gold IRA guide. Call 1-800-545-2525. Save your retirement. Call American Bullion now at 1-800-545-2525. That's Dave in Oklahoma about the uh, Zumwalt Stealth Destroyer ship. Uh, in fact, I saw that and it was commissioned at local news here in, Cal- in San Diego. Uh, go ahead, Dave, with your question or comment on the Zumwalt. Yes, sir. Uh, the article says that this thing generates 78 megawatts of power, which is enough to run a small to medium-sized city. Uh-huh. Do you think this thing has some sort of a laser weapon system on it, possibly? No, it doesn't. I can tell you all about that, okay, because I have classified access to information. The uh, weapon systems that were being developed for the U.S. Space Command included three, what's called THAAD or Theater of Defense, which, by the way, Donald Trump knows about it. Level two is what's called plasma interferometry to create, and that's why they've inserted nanoparticles in the upper atmosphere, like a Dyson sphere, 
of thorium, strontium, barium, and aluminum paramagnetic particles to act as a vehicle to turn the upper atmosphere into a plasma. And the third is what's called a, basically a Tesla death ray. It's not just a laser. It's high-energy plasma weapons that can hit on a target at the speed of light and vaporize it. The budget that wasn't adequate during George Bush and was not expanded at all under the abominator, even though this idiot in the spring city announced that he was going to have this new weapon system, uh, it's not adequate. Uh, they don't have enough of them. And they certainly should have them on all these ships because the Phalanx anti-missile system is not adequate to deal with the Akonsipersonic cruise missile, the Hoot Super Cavitation Torpedo, or other cruise missile systems that are below radar. So the Zumwalt will be an ideal platform for this, and it would actually be able to take out any missile coming at Mach 9 or 10, and it would make it basically have almost like a force field around it that nothing could come near these ships. They need small things, not only like the Zumwalt, but also what's called non-manned carrier weapons platforms that can actually zip around at very high speed, uh, even let's raise up on those stilt things where they, they go in the water, uh, and uh, need to have underwater uh, unmanned systems so that they can actually take out submarines or naval ships or even torpedoes like these hypersonic, uh, almost hypersonic or near near Mach 1 uh, high-speed uh, torpedoes like the uh, Hoot Super Cavitation Torpedo. So, no, I, I, you know, the Zumwalt's fine, but the procurement method we use in America because we build parts in 20 or 30 cities to get, uh, you know, the, the gravy train for, for congressmen and senators makes it cost 20 times as much to build any kind of hardware in America and as they say, if you build a weapon system, it's like building an elephant. If it, it, It's not going to be there. I took care of new uh, people who were working on the F-22 Raptor system. I knew them personally. And the comments these guys were making about how stupid it was, how they were even designing them. And we could not compete with a 1970s version MiG-29i that's upgraded with Russian software and weapon systems. So we, it would open wow. it for us. So uh, we are uh, dead in the water, and if we try to engage Russia right now, we will be annihilated. Well, their missile system that they installed in Syria, they say that they can shoot down. That thing travels something like uh, five kilometers a second, something like that. Right. Yeah, and they, they have put the S3, they put several S three hundred, but I've heard from my sources they put one S four hundred system in. The one around Moscow now is this S five hundred system, which is completely impervious. We could not have put a bird in the airspace. So when we talk about and have statements like we're going to make a no fly zone, the Russians already have a no fly zone, and if we fly into that territory with any jets or bombers or things that they don't want up in the air. They're going to come down. Now, if they happen to wander in that and the Russians should give us a little bit of grace, it's because they don't want to engage in a shooting war. But if we shoot down one of their jets, they're going to do something to us. And it means our military bases and our Navy are at extreme risk. And the people in the, in the Navy and the military are probably shaking in their boots because they know the Russians are coming. And they're armed to the teeth. They retool their weapon systems. And they don't have the procurement stupidity we have, which is although they're one-sixteenth the size of our economy, they are much more clever in terms of re-engineering. Their whole engineering status is not to do CAD-CAM. It's to rebuild it. And even if it blows up on the staging platform for missiles, they just rebuilt it and redesigned it. I took care of the engineers. Building the, S, the what's called the RD-80 rocket systems, we had a contract at Little in Colorado for Lockheed Martin, and I'd see them coming out in Pepsi trucks from their manufacturing facility in Littleton. And I asked the director why we did it. He says, because we haven't designed a good weapon system since the Saturn V-5, and the Russians re-engineer it every year and improve them. So we're idiots, they're not, and we're going to get our butt kicked if we try something stupid. 
Well, they were running drills for supposedly 40-some million people for a nuclear war, and this country has done nothing for its population. We don't have a Department of Defense. We've got a Department of Offense, and it's not very well run. And we have an idiot in chief who's literally downgraded our missile systems where our multiply-targeted warheads are gone. We only have one missile per one or two missiles uh, packages per missile now. And we have not modernized our system for anti-missile systems, including our space-based weapons platforms to blast these things into smithereens. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Are you tired of brown rust stains on your toilets, sinks, and clothes? Does your water smell and taste bad? Don't live with these problems anymore. HydroCare's revolutionary well water systems, available at Wave Home Solutions, gives you clean, healthy, great-tasting water from every faucet. They remove iron, hydrogen sulfide, sediment, and many other contaminants that are distasteful and damaging your fixtures. You'll be amazed how fresh and clean well water can be. Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to bestwater123.com. That's bestwater123.com. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. As a regular listener to Republic Broadcasting, you certainly understand the times and circumstances that we are living in. You certainly understand that the good times are over, and you certainly understand what we are heading for. Though we do not know what exactly is going to happen, we must assume that it's going to be a disaster. Are you prepared for that mess? Go to www.bugoutpanama.net and get the necessary information on our growing community of awake and prepared individuals just like you. At www.bugoutpanama.net, you will learn how we are preparing on our farm, Finca Bayano, for what is coming. Emigrate while you still can to our village, where survival is of the utmost importance. Prepare. Don't despair. At www.bugoutpanama.net. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. 
It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. If I was an advisor to Donald Trump, I'd say contact the naval authorities in San Diego. They have all this laid out as to what needs to be done. But because of our corrupt politicians and our corrupt procurement system, we're screwed and tattooed, as they say, in the military. Uh, And any comments you want to make? Yes. Uh, Well, I was just going to uh, say that although NATO maintains a strong naval force in the Mediterranean Sea, but... uh, they don't have it there now. The U.S. has uh, decided and to shift its focus to the Pacific Ocean. And so there, we have no aircraft carriers permanently stationed in the Mediterranean Sea. And both the French and U.S. carriers are stationed in the Arabian and Indian Ocean. And uh, the USS Truman is currently positioned in the Arabian Gulf. And uh, they're tasked with the operation Inherit Resolve which is the war against Daesh in Iraq and Syria. Now, in addition, um, the two carriers are are home-based in the Atlantic Ocean seaport of Norfolk, Virginia, and that's the USS Eisenhower and the USS Washington. And two carriers are currently undergoing maintenance at Norfolk. That's the USS Lincoln and the USS Bush. And uh, so we just... We are not prepared from NATO or, or even from, and from the United States in support of NATO to uh, do anything. Uh, well, we we, yeah. we cannot uh, support, uh, we cannot keep the Russians from uh, taking uh, hold of the Mediterranean Sea. Right. We, the, we can't. The, we, that's a very good point because, in other words, we can't project power to protect even the Atlantic. And this is what I mentioned on one of the breaks. People need to understand that we made an agreement with Russia that we would keep so many of our ships either in the naval dockyards in Norfolk, Virginia, or literally parked there so that we wouldn't have them circulating around the world in different theaters of operation. 
which makes them sitting ducks for being hit by a first-strike nuclear weapon from Russia. So if there are, a lot of them are parked there, either getting refurbished or just parked because we've made this agreement, we've literally paralyzed ourselves with stupid agreements, just like giving $150 billion to Iran that's basically saying, thank you, America, you're stupid, we want nuclear weapons. And then they sent a missile just a few months ago, written in Hebrew on the side of it, you know, basically, this is not what they said, but I'm going to just be sarcastic. Have a nice day, Israel, we're going to destroy you. Now, Israel is armed to the teeth. They're the third nuclear power, not Japan. And if anybody thinks they're going to take on Israel and, and survive, any nation, including America, they're living in the fool's paradise. Because Israel has their own space-based weapon systems, their own anti-missile systems, and they upgrade anything because these people are absolutely, they're like in this little, you want to call foxholes uh, status Israel is, and they got every kind of weapon system and upgrade that we have, even all our advanced research, and they upgrade it and don't give us back anything they do, they upgrade. Uh, so if Russia, China, or anybody thinks they're going to take on Israel and survive, they're fools. They're not. So if we allow Israel to be put at the end of a string like Obama, which is pushing the molten saying, well, we're not your ally anymore, or Hillary Clinton acting like, you know, we don't really care about Israel, uh, this will guarantee a, a Middle Eastern war that will annihilate most of the human race. That's really scary, because the, the Israelis, when they use the Samson option, means they're going to blow everything up. You know, Moscow, Beijing, every city, Shandong, uh you know, <laughs> the Vatican, any place that is, is considered their enemy, they're going to blow up. And believe me, they have the capability of doing it. Now, you'll notice that on our national news and even international news, we're not hearing anything about this uh, task group that's going uh, from Russia uh, through the English Channel. Well, it should and be the news, but they're, they're talking about this Alfred P. Uh, e. e. Smith's dinner and these guys making silly jabs at each other rather than dealing with real issues, which is an impending nuclear war. Exactly. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about the battle for Mosul. Now, Mosul is in Iraq, and Aleppo is right. in Syria. So don't get the two confused. I know it's, it's very complicated because enduring uh, the... the <laughs> we're talking about two of them at the same time. Right. But I wanted to... We, we have total ISIS fighters of about 5,000. And we have total forces fighting ISIS of about 100,000. And I'm going to tell you who those... Who those uh, uh, who those people are? Right. U.S. troops are about five hundred. Right. Uh, paramilitaries fourteen thousand. Peshmerga fighters forty thousand. Right. Iraqi security forces fifty four thousand, and so that adds up to a hundred thousand. And uh, the ISIS fighters are approximately five thousand. Right. So we've got a 20 to 1 ratio, and uh, it, it, they're, what they're doing is, is they're not doing very well. They're killing civilians, they're not killing ISIS, and in fact the ISIS people are killing the civilians. Right. They, want, they use them as uh, shields, and uh, it's going to be a bloody, grinding Iraq battle, and we're not, you know, we, we've said that we're not going back into Iraq. So, uh, <clears throat> so we do have uh, Turkish warplanes have been uh, working over Mosul, and uh, any time that uh, an American is killed over there, we 
we suffer with those people. And some of them are military and some of them are, are contractors. But in any case, uh, we're not looking at where the danger is. I mean, the, the ISIS people do not have atomic weapons. Mm-hmm. Russia has atomic weapons. Israel has atomic weapons. We have atomic weapons. But we're not going to shoot atomic weapons against Mosul because that would be considered um, asymmetrical warfare. Right. And we're not going to, in fact, I guess we've withdrawn completely from Aleppo because of this disagreement between uh, Kerry, John Kerry, and the uh, Russian, um, <clears throat> what do they call him, the Russian... Uh, uh, not the prime minister, but the person that is in negotiations. And uh, so they tried to go back to the table, and they walked away from it again. See, so I, we're not- I, it's all a matter of what you deploy there. The idea of weapon systems should be deployed against these uh, these fighters. Again, you don't just send people into the... Because they've dug in tunnels. They're in, embedded into civilian populations, so they're using them as human shields. They need uh, what's called remote robotic warriors, where they actually can put a robot suit on and remotely go in as a warrior. They need remote drones. There are micro drones that actually can protect themselves against gunfire and missiles, so they can't be taken out with a hellfire missile or whatever. And they can literally fly right through a window or a door and take these maniacs out. Uh, it, and by the way, I live in San Diego County, and 99% of all of the advanced weapon systems and drones in the world are made right in this county. And there's, uh, you know, General Atomics and others just are like 10, 20 miles away. They could make drones that could easily take out these guys. This is the kind of asymmetric warfare. You don't use advanced weapons. You can use weapons, for example, that can use uh, technologies that can knock down the uh, the enemy and literally paralyze them. Uh, my my boss, Dr. Robert Brown, was working on a virus project called the T-Virus in 1971. And it was actually an off-the-site from Bethesda at John Hopper at uh, uh, at uh, a university in the eastern seaboard. I'm not going to say where it was. It was actually, oh, I will, might as well, Rutgers campus. And they combined a viral capsid with a paralyzer uh, core that could paralyze at 40,000 feet, one canister of a kilogram, uh, 40 million people, and it would literally suffocate to death. Now, you don't need to do that. You can actually use chemicals that can actually paralyze people. So they basically, you know, if you're paralyzed people, you can just walk in with the soldiers and the other guys could just take it over. And you could keep, have it so that they'd be paralyzed for a number of hours. We have all kinds of weapons that could dazzle weapons that can make you blind. We have them even issued to the United Nations. Right now, you can have a dazzle gun. You aim it at somebody and they're blind for hours. They cannot see a damn thing. So the idea that we don't do this, I think it's feigned uh, impotence. We have these big fancy weapons and jets and bombs, which, by the way, are just going to kill a lot of civilians because these these fighters, these ISIS fighters, don't mind going to see Allah and getting their, their 72 virgins. They just embed themselves with the civilian population. They slaughter them systematically while and degrade the population while we're trying to get them out of there. They're almost like trying to dig out, you know, a thousand fire ants out of somebody's arm, and the fire ants are going crazy, and the only way to get rid of the fire ants is to chop the arm off. And that's our, that's our quandary because we're not approaching this as an asymmetric war, are we? No, we aren't. No, no, we're not. And and as I say, if I was consulting with the military, I'd tell them specifically what kinds of weapon systems would completely immobilize so-called terrorists. And and not only that, we have what's called uh, data gathering and metadata. You know, remember now, these people can't exist unless they sell their oil, and even uh, they're actually capturing Americans and foreigners and getting ransomed. 
And if we could shut down their financial systems and not let them sell oil to the G20 nations, they wouldn't have money from Rock on these other places. So, you know, we're collaborating indirectly, and America is giving weapon systems. In fact, we had Harley on a few weeks ago from Berlin, who said one of the journalists in Germany interviewed a senior ISIS fighter, commander, and said the Americans are only giving us weapon systems. They're making sure that the weapon systems developers and trainers to make sure we know how to use it. So we're duplicitous. We're criminals. We're not prepared to properly engage in asymmetric warfare with these maniacs, and we're actually supporting them so as we are the masters of chaos. We're on both sides of this issue, and it's evil, and it needs to come out that we're doing this. Just like the DNC and Hillary will, will criticize Donald Trump for violence in this campaign, but in fact they're the ones inciting it. We are, as they say, like the Toy Story, uh, Toys are us. How about terrorists are us? Yeah, yeah, pretty well, pretty bad. Yeah, very bad. Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about this uh, natural gas leak that occurred in Norfolk, Norfolk, uh, Virginia, and um, you because this could apply any place in the United States. So what did they do? They evacuated eleven homes and they sheltered fifteen residents. Well, that can happen to you. You might be pulled out of your home and uh, moved to a. <laughs> move to a place to be sheltered without any notice other than somebody knocks on your door and and captures you and takes you where you don't want to be. You won't see your children. You won't be able to go to their school. You will will be sheltered in place. They they, they grab you immediately. You don't get a chance to talk to the kids first or, or whatever. You go immediately with them to the shelter under armed control. That's right. And that could happen. That's what happened uh, when this natural gas leak uh, occurred, and uh, they call them rescue. Uh, they call them fire rescue crews. But uh, they're they're taking away your right to make the decision whether you're going to stay there or not, and you will not uh, be able to. I mean, you will have nothing to say about it. And how many thousands of miles of uh, gas line is not properly being monitored in America, like in San Bruno, California? Uh, uh, none of it. <laughs> None of it. As now, now what, what, I'm going to give a, give a solution here to how you can monitor it. What would be the best way to monitor natural gas leaks? Well, they send out crews here. If somebody complains about an odor, then they'll send out a crew to sniff at it. Well, I, I can tell you exactly how they would identify it. The first thing is that all these things eventually come to ground level. So what you do is you put a very low-level radiotoxin inside the gas line. Uh, periodically, maybe once every month or two, just to make sure it's there. And they have aircraft or drones that can fly over a city or town or all the gas lines. And they would see the radiotoxin from space because you can use advanced technology. The best way is what's called uh, uh, torsion field imaging. And uh, we started doing torsion field imaging from space in the 1950s. By the 1960s, we could actually tell the signature of a Russian submarine at the bottom of the, of the Silurian Trench in, uh, in uh, the Pacific Ocean, the deepest trench on, on Earth. And uh, the fact is we could actually pick up these radiotoxins, then send a crew in to find the exact junction of where it's leaking from its GPS coordinates, and then fix that line because uh, several things are happening. Subsidence is happening. Uh, there's telluric currents that are actually degrading joints and, and welds. We could come in with crews to do ground-penetrating radar to see where the cracks and so on are occurring. But we don't do any of this stuff. And so we don't do uh, space-based identification of leaks. 
and our gas lines are what we call post-geriatric, just like our nuclear reactors. If you had a major earthquake or a major subsidence or a tel- what's called lithospheric slip, where the crust moves on the mantle, which is likely to happen in the next, say, 50 to 100 years, we're likely to have a lithospheric slip. We're going to have major catastrophes with our gas lines and our nuclear plants and many things as well, including our nuclear storage depots like the WIP reactor in New Mexico. So here's a technical answer to how they can stop it. Identify from space with drones or near space, like in two or 3,000 feet, exactly where the leaks are. Send in crews there and use ground-penetrating radar to find where they are and go down and fix it. But we don't do that. And we're waiting for disasters to happen. And then our response to the people is we're not going to bring you to your kids or let you communicate or whatever, have a, you know, a, a parallel civilian system with, with uh, you know, civilian uh, uh, ham radio or, you know, what do you know, there's another system you can use basically with uh, uh, these repeaters, you know, that actually I have it right on my iPad and my iPhone. You can actually just find the repeater software and it'll actually tell you what's going on in these networks because it'll actually tap into the... Uh, into these uh, broadcast networks to tell you where there's a disaster because some of these gas lines that they blow up it'll be like uh, the Nagasaki and Hiroshima explosions, they're not little explosions they're big damn things and when those people got fried up in San Bruno they had lots of evidence for days and weeks beforehand there was a problem but they never went and did anything about checking the lines did they? Well it would have uh, disturbed their um Filling of natural gas. I mean, yeah, it would cost it them a lot of it money. Would, it would disturb their profit motives and their quarterly profits, and and maybe wouldn't have had it stripped off the skin and bones of people living in those areas, blown to little bits. So uh, uh, again, the profit motive and the corruption in America is to the high heavens, and like the ancient Roman Empire, it's falling apart from the inside by corruption. Not because we're being invaded by, but we're inviting these maniacs in. But also we're inviting corporations to not use due diligence with post-geriatric nuclear reactors. We're not monitoring our gas lines. We don't have underground uh, bases to protect our population if we have incoming. We don't have a background uh, system for storing power. For example, my my niece um, has developed a system. She's working with all the big power corporations. You can store 750 megawatts of power in this underground air compression system, and these need to be placed across America that will get power for days, weeks, or months if the power grid goes out, because the chances of the power grid going out with a cyber attack or a war or a coronal mass ejection is virtually guaranteed. It's the most likely thing to happen in the next 5 to 10 to 20 years. And if it happens, in six months, 90% of the population will die of starvation, violence, and cannibalism. Believe it or not. Yuck. I believe it. If people don't want to know, you're you tuned to the wrong channel if you don't want to know because you're going to hear it here unrehearsed and not cut. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. 
Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at numanarepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. This is Dr. Bill Deagle of the NutriMedical Report, 12 to 3, Monday to Friday. Call-ins are welcome to the show. You can order at 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. Uh, touch on the next topic. Go ahead. Uh, this is important. The solar, uh, tell your occurrence, and so on, and ge- the uh, geomagnetic currents. A lot of people are not aware of these things. They just think that the power lines are fine, the power corporations have all done the right thing. Uh, not so. Tell us all about it. Yes. In, in 2015, so for the last year, there's been an organization called Space Weather Operations Research and Mitigation, SWARM. And uh, what they've been doing is they've been testing where geoelectric hazards can occur across the United States because this is, these are the ground currents. Uh, sometimes we talk about CMEs that break them through the magnetosphere. And not only do you get surges in power lines, but you also get ground surges. And uh, those surges are responsible for uh, destroying... Uh, emergency diesel generators, for instance, at nuclear power plants. And they're responsible for, for uh, grounding faults. And so um, so they haven't finished yet, but they do have, they have done the Northwest, and there doesn't seem to be any problem in the Northwest. And um, 
they have done the Midwest and the Southeast, but not the Northeast. And it looks like there's problems um, up in Minnesota and uh, Wisconsin uh, along the border with Canada. We have um, minerals in the ground that support the conduction of electricity. So uh, when the when the CME comes in and we get a ground current, then that ground current can knock out the grid current. Right, you're and, talking about the Great Canadian Shield has a lot of what's called magnetite and uh, and ferromagnetic compounds. Exactly, and uh, so they they're doing this mapping so that they know where to protect the electric grid, especially. Now, I have, when, when, they, when we have a CME, I watch to see what nuclear plants are affected, and uh, they, they haven't been up where they're finding, <laughs> either they're not doing the sensing right, or, or they need another metric, because all I do is when the CME comes in, I look for the ground currents and by looking at which um, nuclear power stations uh, go off-grid. Right. Because generally there'll be a line surge from the from the offsite from the uh, loss of offsite power, and then there'll be a ground surge that'll take out their emergency diesel generators. That's really so, interesting. Uh, it, by the way, yeah. ground surge, telluric currents, also are the primary thing that triggers earthquakes. There's five layers to the Van Allen radiation belt. Three are in twenty-two thousand miles out. The fourth is the what's called the lithospheric level. Uh, and uh, and the uh, sorry, the fifth is the lithospheric level, which is the crust of the Earth, and the fourth is the tropospheric level, which is about anywhere from forty to eighty thousand feet, where they put these nanoparticles. The real dangerous thing is that when they, there's a frequency spectra of every object, including a, one of these minor fracture lines of the of say the fault lines, like like the San Andreas and the San Jacinto fault zones. If you know the exact frequency, you can set up what's called a a, a, a if you want to call a her frequency harmonic that creates giant waves that'll drop the resistance or the mu down to where you get a slip. And uh, so tell your occurrence or the cause of earthquakes and volcanoes when they release. So they not only screw up power lines and can also cause degradation of gas lines, they can trigger earthquakes off. We came very close. We came yeah. very close to having a uh, grid down situation in 2012. Wow. You know, the things are different than what people realize, and they're not going to get this news elsewhere. Here in the Neutral Medical Report with Ann, and we'll do a report after the show uh, expanding on this on our live stream uh, channel and YouTube and, and Vimeo. Thank you, Ann. Amazing information at twiland.info to support what Ann is doing and donate. People love to shop. What if you could shop and it was actually good for you? What if you could actually purchase items that bettered your life? What goes into your body is important to what quality of life you have. How about shopping for items that better your health? GetTheTea.com is that shopping place. We're not only tea, even though that's our number one seller. We are about helping your health. There's Colostrum LD for those of you with autoimmune troubles. The product helps your stomach get on track. GI problems produce pain. Get relief with Colostrum 
MLD. How about some fat burners? Or maybe some joint aid? Or a power cleanse? There's so much to tell you with very little time. So get help health-wise at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Or you can call our friendly operators at 928-308-0408. That's 928-308-0408. Get help and relief by going shopping. Shop at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Serving people with great products for over eight years. GetTheTea.com. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, 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 truth. truth. 